Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you are joining us for another hope-filled message. And our prayer is that you are encouraged by this powerful Sunday sermon. Uh, as you will be aware, if you're part of life, at the end of last year, we had the incredible news that Pastor Paul was cancer-free, which is amazing, and we need to praise God for that. And in fact, we're seeing so many miracles in people's bodies. But I'm just going to read out this latest uh, prognosis or update or uh, what I would say is the evaluation of his specialist from the recent scan just 10 days ago. And this is what it says. I saw Paul with the end of his treatment staging scan. Paul is doing well with no significant change in his symptoms. Paul's scans are very reassuring as they show no evidence of disease progression. Overall, his disease appears under excellent control and I am very hopeful for the future. I don't know about you, but let's put our hands together. Thank God and thank Pastor Paul as he comes to bring the Word. And we thank God for that outcome. Come on, let's thank and praise the Name of Jesus. Every campus, online, you know, medically, and I get it, they can't say you're cancer free, but uh, your cancer's under control. Every time they say that, I whisper, under the control of the hand of Jesus. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Hear this? above all that we ask and think. Even that alone, sometimes we stop asking and we stop thinking about the goodness of God. And God has so much more. And uh, I'm honoured today to be able to share as we are gonna anoint everyone that wants to be anointed with oil in a few moments time. But let's pray. Father, we thank You that You love us, that You're a Father to us. Jesus, that You went the complete way. You didn't back off. You continued to follow the Father's heart and plan. And Holy Spirit, we thank You that You are with us in this moment. I pray that You'll enable me what I struggle with just naturally to bring what's in the Father's heart today. Holy Spirit, I pray that You, even right now, I feel You. To fill this room that this anointing Sunday won't be about protocol, it won't be about a, a natural moment, but this anointing will be the beginning of a whole new season. We're praying for an avalanche of the supernatural. Come on, just lift your voice for a moment. We're praying, Holy Spirit, that You will come to planet Earth in a way and move in a way that we have not yet seen. Miracles will begin to happen that will bring glory to the Name of Jesus, that will honour the Father. As we come to Your Word, enlighten to us what we need to hear. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks, team. You know, this week I've been thinking this thought what God anoints, He empowers. We can have a belief in God. The challenge is, are we under His anointing? 
And one of the greatest descriptions of anointing, maybe not the greatest, but for me, it really moved me, was this description that anointing is the water of life and God's Spirit combining together. Used, uh, used, let me get it this right. Used to mark a person or a place as a bridge between heaven and earth. I need the anointing of God to do what I'm doing now. And doesn't matter where you're at, naturally God's anointing when it comes on you releases the supernatural component into your natural circumstance. And I do believe what you live under, what I live under determines what God is able to do. If I live under the natural and the way that my mind operates rather than being covered with the anointing of God, then I'm li limited to my natural circumstances. Found myself just in the last couple of weeks reading again, I've read it so many times I couldn't count, but Psalm, Psalm 23 and verse one, where the Psalmist David quotes these words. They weren't just words, but they were a revelation that his human heart had secured. You can sort of hear it all. You can kind of say, great sermon, but what your heart secures determines what changes you. And in verse one of Psalm 23, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't have to spend my life pursuing my natural ability or natural outcomes, but He's a shepherd to me. He takes me by the hand at any point of my journey and He leads me. He makes a way where I couldn't find the way. He brings light. He, he's my shepherd. He cares. He protects me. He's the God that is wanting to be a part of my world. I believe today God is longing to be invited more than anything into the journey of where we find ourselves. This world is not easy. Our lives here in our humanity definitely is limited. But again, God's way is perfect. He goes on, He says things like, "He, God, the shepherd makes me to lie down in green pastures. He anoints my head. And I wanna touch on that, which is so powerful in verse five. But before that, He even says in verse three, you prepare a table, or verse five rather, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And really I wanna speak to everybody who's online, every campus, everybody in this auditorium and anyone hearing the message. Your problem is not what you perceive your problem to be. You prepare a table in the presence of my current enemies, the things that are fighting against me, the things that I don't seem to gain the ascendancy or win over you prepare a table in the middle of it because you're not concerned because your presence, your anointing, once it comes onto that, it empowers me. What God anoints, He empowers. And I wanna encourage you today to say, Holy Spirit, I want you to take me on this journey where I understand like King David that you are my shepherd and that you are the one that takes me through. Even the valley of the shadow of death, Man, I've had some accidents. Man, I've been in hospital more times than you could poke a stick at. But I've never faced death like I have in the last two years and three months. Becoming aware that medically there was, there's no answer, there's no 
thing that could solve me from a early termination from this world. But then I have gained a understanding, a realisation that God's bigger than the natural challenge. And today as we are anointed, I want to encourage you that this is not a ceremony. This is not something we do to have a feel good. This is a time where we are choosing to bring God over us. Not only are you my shepherd, but you are the one that is leading me and you are the one that is taking me on this journey and you are already in front of me. You prepare a table when the enemies are shouting their abuse and shouting this voice of no hope and shouting the voice that nothing can solve this challenge. You're the God that stands. You prepare a table before me. I think Jesus longs to be invited into my and your situation more than we realise. Today we get the chance to say, God, would you anoint me? Afresh for another season, for what I need in front of me. God, the things that are around me. You go to verse, the second part of verse five of Psalm 23. I love what David says. And by the way, this was not just a great Psalm, this was a revelation. What does he say? He says, you anoint my head. Anybody got a problem with their head? In other words, what's your greatest battle? Isn't it our thinking? Isn't it our emotions? Isn't it the things that come from the head? We might have a pain as I've had in our lungs and adrenal glands and all sorts of things, but it's our head that directs us. As a man or a woman thinks, the Bible says, so they are. And the enemy battles with the things that happen in our natural minds and the things that we've gone through and the things that are around us. But what does the Bible say? David says, I've got a revelation. You anoint my head with oil. And what happens then? My cup, all of my natural things are taken care of. My cup runs over. I don't just get by. God, if I just got through today, God says, that's not the life I want you to live. I want you a life which is abundant. I want you a life which overcomes the storms, the lies, the residue of the enemy, the things that you have gone through. I'm the God of the now. And today I believe it's an opportunity. I feel there is an opportunity for us not to do another great anointing. We need the anointing times, but we need to recognise that when we come and say, God, I need You. You are my shepherd. Though I walk through this valley that seems insurmountable and dark and impossible, I will fear no evil for You are with me. Your rod, Your staff, they comfort me. You're the God that understands where I'm at and You anoint my head. So right now my head's out of place. My head is defeated. I was sharing in the first service how that uh, so often I have through my journey of life. I've been in church my whole life, been a full-time speaking in pastoral ministry for 40 years. And yet I know what it is to realise that I can follow sinful desires. And at that point, when you give in to those things, how many know the enemy comes? But God wants to come into the middle of that and say, yeah, but get your head anointed. You can't beat the enemy in the natural, but you can by the anointing of the God that has made a way for you. Not only those sorts of things, but I've lived uh, me first 
life at times. I think we're all guilty in our humanity of making sure we look after me before we look after others. But that's not the way of the Kingdom. The Kingdom is say, you are here to lift another up. I felt inspired even this last week and I would make it public, but it's just an illustration. But I felt inspired, we're at some sort of table having some food and there was a family over there and, and, and again, just a young family. And I thought, I'm sure they're doing it tough. So we don't have to say anything, let's just pay their bill. And it's no big, grandiose action. It was just like, we're able to do it, let's do it. I feel prompted by it, let's do it. In that place, it's kind of like, don't have a me first attitude to life. If you try to build your life on your ability and your needs first, you'll come second. But anointing is releasing it into God's arena where God can see the generosity of your heart and your spirit to lift another before you would lift yourself. Even the accommodation of inferiority. You need your head anointed because you're not inferior. You're called to be you. You may not have the gifts of others and the world might judge you according to your successes, but don't be inferior. God created you in His image and in His image you were created and God wants to lift us to a new level of understanding. I don't need to be inferior. I've just got to be thankful for what God has made me. But I wish I looked like that. I wish I had that. Forget that. Don't allow your mind. That's why He anoints our heads because we need to overcome these. The carrying of shame. You can't change what you gave into yesterday. You can't change what took place yesterday. And shame is something that cripples the ability of God to take you to new levels. If there are things that you fail at, bring them to the cross and leave them there. Do you know that Jesus had to walk away from the cross to bring the fullness of life to everyone? The cross was the pivot point, but that's where He laid it down, laid the shame, the darkness. Again, the regret of maybe not doing what God asked you to do. Well, today is a new season. I thought I might have an amen there. Some of the other campuses, thank you. Just joking. But you anoint my head. Boy, do I need my head anointed. I need my thinking anointed to the things of God. The power of God moving in a mighty way. You know, as I thought about this whole thought of what God anoints, He empowers, I thought, God, all I need to do is stay under your anointing. Not only do you anoint my head with oil, but I want to underscore the second part of the verse. You, my, you cause my cup to run over. Come on, I want to look at you for a moment. I grew up in Lower Hutt, New Zealand. It was a very small town where we literally had nothing. I was one of eight children. We didn't have anything if mum brought home a bar of chocolate because work did okay, we would get one piece if we were good children. That mentality gripped my heart. Whereas I've had to realise that God anoints us with blessing. And that we have to live principally. See, to come under the anointing is to live God's way. And when we begin to align our lives to the Word and the way of God, it may take some time. It may take a decade. It may take a generation. It might take a week or a month. But God wants us to know that our cup was called to run over. 
that our natural will be looked after when we allow God to anoint the way we think and the way we carry what we think on the inside of who we are. God's cup is there for us. And I'm asked the team to come and join me. I mean, you think about a bit of my pathway and I've shared a little bit about what it's been like. But when I heard that we had to, as a family, get together in the hospital because the oncologist, because of COVID, couldn't get us in and made it very clear that he would never make this kind of meeting outside of COVID. But he said to Marie and I and our family, we've discovered that the reason for, again, your, what's it called with the brain? Cognitive ability, having gone AWOL and not being able to even communicate is because you have major tumours in your head. One is five centimetres, one is three centimetres and then there's another spot. We're not sure what those tumours are yet. And I remember hearing those words and because of COVID, everyone of the family had to leave the hospital in that first night as they were gonna do more tests and find out more. That night was dark. That night, I knew my family loved me. I know God was real. But it was very dark because I was on my own and I couldn't think and I, I didn't even, I wasn't even able to communicate because of the deterioration of what was taking place in my brain. And I remember feeling so alone, yet I would say verbally, God, I know you're there, but I don't know what this future holds. By the way, the first time you walk into the shadow of the valley of death, the natural tendency is to fear evil. But God anoints you so that you can say, I will fear no evil. And in the moment of that, I don't know what it was, somewhere in the darkness of the night, three Scripture references came to mind. And they were Psalm 20, Psalm 21, and Psalm 61. I think in the first service I said Psalm 81. But that's the way my brain operates. I'll read something and say something different. So if this is heresy, I take no blame. But Psalm 20 begins with these words. Here I am in the darkest place I've ever experienced. Here I don't even feel real God. I just, I'm desperate. And this is what I read. I couldn't read it then, I read it later. And for me to be able to read this to you right now is a miracle. But again, when you're under the anointing, you do things that are almost impossible when you're out of it. This is what the Psalmist writes in verse one. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. In trouble right now? May the May the name of, God, of the God of Jacob, just let me get there. Somebody say it for me. Defend you. Your fight is not your fight under the anointing. 
That's why actually I feel quite comfortable when I can't do it because I think it tells the message, you don't have to have it together. You just need to live under the anointing of God. God of Jacob to defend you. May He send you help from the sanctuary. That's why I call for help. And strengthen you out of Zion. Then in verse six, now I know that the Lord saves, here it is, His anointed. Don't just be a believer in Jesus. Come under His hand. Live within the confines of His Word. God saves His anointed. He will answer Him from His holy hill or from heaven with the saving strength of His right hand. But some trust in chariots, things that they've achieved, and some in horses, but I and we will remember the name of the Lord our God. It's His anointing that shifts you from the natural to the supernatural. And I for one are believing for a breakthrough in the supernatural like we have never, ever seen. You might say to me, but Paul, I feel like a failed God. God came because of that by sending Jesus. Paul, I live a kind of half-hearted Christianity. Well, unless you're under the anointing, you don't get the will of God outworked in your life. God never changes, but it's coming in under the anointing, under the purpose that God has that brings the power of heaven and shifts who we are. What God anoints, He empowers. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I trust you're encouraged by this incredibly powerful word. You know, you've always got a place to call home here at Life, and I want to encourage you to join us in one of our campuses in Auckland or Tauranga, or why don't you join us at Church Online. To find out more about life and to stay connected with us, why don't you visit lifenz.org.